That's how I'm going to say hello every time now. <laughs> Hi, Jesus. <laughs> uh, welcome to I'm Good Actually, the podcast where I don't know how to say hello like a normal person. It's <laughs> <laughs> very true. Hi, everyone. Thanks for coming back. Yeah, I don't know why you keep doing it to yourselves, but we appreciate you. <laughs> I was going to say that's you can tell straight from the off that I've got anxiety because I'm like, thanks for coming back again. I didn't think you would. <laughs> Before we started recording, Morsh said to me, um, tell me you love me and that you're not mad at me. So I told her that I love her and I'm not mad at her. And then she went, don't fucking say that. You're going to make me cry. So that's where we're <laughs> at emotionally today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not... Um emotionally well today shall we say the perfect week to discuss the topic we are but hey ho yeah we'll power through yeah how are you yes indeed and other than your mental health being literally under the floorboards today how's your week been um (laughs) it's been okay like (laughs) i think well no it's been okay so it's the week before my period is due so i've been Oh, that explains everything. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it does. Yeah. Because I'm always bad. I know some people get it while they're on their period. Mine is always the week before. And then literally the second I come on, I'm like, bing, I'm fine again now. So yeah. And also I did a little TikTok. Well, you need to, I think you need to update everyone first. Last week you said you've been re-talking to a guy. Mm -hmm. So last year I matched with a guy and we were chatting for a bit. And we were going to go out on a date, but then it kind of fizzled out and it yeah. never happened. And then I rematched with him two weeks ago. Yeah. And you said last week on the podcast, you thought he might have ghosted you. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because it was, yeah. So I hadn't spoke to him since the Friday and we recorded on the Sunday. Yeah. So I hadn't spoke to him for two days. So we'd arranged a date for Friday. Mm-hmm. Um. So it got to Wednesday, which mm-hmm. was five days after I'd last spoke to him and I still hadn't heard from him. So I was like, obviously, this date's not going to go ahead. Yeah. Because even if he'd said it was, I would have been like, well, no, because we haven't spoken for five days. But I kind of wanted the opportunity for him to say that. So I messaged him and just said, I assume Friday is not happening. Yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't to confirm it. Like I just said, it was to kind of give him the option to, to say actually something. say, no, sorry, this because of this. this, and yeah. this. yeah. Yeah. So then he just didn't read it. And it made me so angry because obviously this is the second time now that he's done this but also I just think it's really fucking rude I just think it's rude to just like completely ignore someone and my problem has never been oh so basically I did a TikTok because when I was pissed off I did a TikTok about how rude it is when people ghost yeah and it kind of kicked off and I had loads of women so I think a lot of people kind of misunderstood it and thought that the situation was a lot more advanced than it was because there Mm -hmm. was loads of women that were being really lovely but they were like oh like don't like let it upset you like you can do better than this just block him and I was like so I had to do another TikTok and basically be like it's not the big like horrible situation like we hadn't even hung out once mm-hmm. this was just to arrange a first date so I'm not like heartbroken or anything I think a lot of people thought that I'd been like ghosted by someone that I was seeing or something yeah so yeah basically that was the gist of what's happened this week but I had quite a few men replying saying or actually women as well basically saying it was my own fault and that I shouldn't have messaged him and I've got no self-respect and uh there was a few men that were like 
clearly you're just like overthinking it and he's picked up on it so he doesn't want to spend time with you because you're oh, like obviously. fucking lunatic and just all stuff like this yeah and the thing that annoys me about that is that one I said very clearly the problem isn't that he, that he doesn't want to see me I completely get it situations change stuff could have come up or even he just doesn't he just decided that he doesn't like me and he doesn't want to hang out whatever yep. the options are absolutely fine all of that is fine the thing that I didn't like is that I wasn't even worth responding to. Yeah. If he'd just been like, do you know what? We like if he'd replied to my message, he'd be like, well, we haven't spoken for five days, and I'm just not that asked, so let's just leave it. I'd have been like, fair play. Yeah. Um. And when I know when I have been in situations where I haven't been feeling it, whether it's before a date or after a date, it's fucking horrible and it's cringe, and I hate doing it to people. But I would so much rather just be honest and be like, I'm sorry, I'm not really vibing it. Yeah. Then just ignore people. I think that's rude. So, yeah, I think the responses to my TikTok, but just also the fact that I got ghosted hasn't really done a lot for my um, self-esteem. Yeah, I can see why. Yeah. And then obviously I was like, okay, we'll just jump straight back on the horse and go on the apps. And there's been hardly anyone on the apps and I haven't really matched with anyone. And it just all, I was quite optimistic about dating at the start of this year (laughs) and I was doing quite well on the apps. And now I'm, that's kind of wavering a bit and I'm a bit like oh god have I got to that point where I've completed the apps again and there's no one there and I think just all of that combined has kind of made me have a bit of a bleh week yeah understandable how's your week been (laughs) um up and down I've been super ill the last few days which has not been fun bedridden with migraines Mm. and just being a fainty broken little human that I am um I couldn't stay upright for more than about a minute I think on Thursday. We're on the up. I went for a walk today and I didn't pass out. So, oi oi, Savaloy. Um, had my news. date on Tuesday, which is Yeah, fun. can you actually tell me about this? Because I haven't even had the lowdown about this. It's not so a lot of lowdown. It's not a lot of lowdown. We just, we hung out, had a really fun night, got really drunk. We didn't even go out. We ended up just going to B&M to get wood and getting some wine from the supermarket and sitting on my living room floor drinking endless bottles of champagne. So that was fun um but yeah okay. I don't know I think it was more friend vibe did you fancy her yeah did she fancy you I don't know okay have you spoken since yeah did you yes please don't oh. ever do that again please don't ever go <laughs> to you that was horrendous <laughs> did you <laughs> like a toy I'm actually like you know at secondary school it's like did you kiss him like, yeah <laughs> sorry okay, okay. So do you think there will be a second date? I don't know. I think I was getting more like friend vibes than relation vibes. Okay. Is that from you or you were getting those vibes from her? Both. Okay. Yeah. Well, you made a new friend at least. That's nice. <laughs> you sound like my mum. <laughs> well, no, it is. Um, <laughs> no, I know. Like a... I know. <laughs> Positive um, spin on it. But yeah. What else? Anything else? Do you know what? You know, the guy that I went on a date with that bought me flowers yeah. So I was honest afterwards. And when he said, asked if I wanted to meet up again, I was like, I had a really good time. We got along really well, actually. He was really like, we're really similar people. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't feel like that spark was there. And I didn't, I wasn't really feeling it romantically. So I was just honest. And I said that to him. And I was like, don't be a stranger, though. Like, basically, I wanted to be like, that doesn't mean that like, we can never speak again, because I actually genuinely really liked him. It's just the spark was missing, which is not either of our faults. And he unfollowed me on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, but you would have done exactly the same. Um, Yes, you would. 
No, I wouldn't. No, yes, I wouldn't. you would. I, I mean, I didn't. I still followed him until yeah. I realised he'd unfollowed me. Well, yeah, but you stayed following him because you're the one that ended it. If he had said to you and you'd had a really good date, oh, I'm not really feeling it, you absolutely would have unfollowed him on Instagram. I don't know if I would. I really, I honestly, I'm, I'm not just saying that. I really don't know if I would have. I'm trying to think if there's anyone that I have stayed following. Well, to be fair, I don't think I've ever, I haven't been on a date and the person afterwards has been like, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I'm the, the best person on earth. So um, something good that did happen to me this week. <laughs> One of my worst tattle trolls got outed. I now know her identity. So that's pretty Amazing. fun. Amazing. We had some fun with it, didn't we? We did. It was very, very fun vibes. And she got exactly what was coming to her as well. I mean, nothing. Nothing's happened to her, really. It's not like she's... We're not going to publicly out her. Like, that's... Well, no, but hopefully now she knows that it's not as fucking anonymous as everyone on there thinks it is. It will make her think twice about it. Not that that should have been the thing that stopped her. But if just stopping her in general is only a good thing, right? Yeah, 100%. I think I am going to contact her employer as well because... um, she does work for a youth charity and to me that's that's just a huge safeguarding issue like if she's going to go anonymously posting vile vile stuff online mm. should she be working with vulnerable children probably not yeah yeah and i back you there because i don't that's not a spite thing that's a she genuinely should not be doing that no yeah that's not someone who should be around vulnerable children but yeah so that was quite entertaining we had some fun that morning we and you <laughs> we did i was sending some fucking great memes wasn't i you were creating there's a there's a soap opera character <laughs> for a popular british soap that has the same first name and um yeah more sh- my my phone was just going off <sighs> with just random pictures of said character doing weird things like there's one where she's like staring at a bra and looks really angry and Mosh just put blank when she found out you were doing only fans <laughs> So I was on much. fire that day. Yeah, I was on fire. It was great content. I forwarded so many of them to my ex because it was hit him because of stuff them showing stuff about him that she was found out. Um, I forwarded so many of them to him and he was absolutely fucking creasing. Oh, love that. Um, yeah, I was actually talking to him on Instagram at the same time as I was talking to you and you was obviously talking to each other yeah. as well. It was, I'm literally, I couldn't be less involved in this situation, but I was like talking to you, talk to him. I was there with you both. It was like me, you and him were doing this. And then I had to have a reality check and be like, that was actually nothing to do with me. I was just fucking sticking my nose in. (laughs) I loved how quickly you knew exactly which one it was though. Like when he shared something on his stories about, uh, you were like, oh my God, is it that insert tassel name here? It's because there was, there's two of them. There's two of them that are actually really fucking awful. And I've thought for a long time, they just, these two, like they're all horrible, but those two need to stop. So as soon as he said it was one of them, I was like, thank God. So, um, oh yeah, I haven't just said, turns out I know this woman. Well, I used to know this woman. It's somebody in my peripheral. We've got mutual IRL friends I used to know her. I can't remember if we met. I can't fuck those. But I think she had a thing for like my ex, ex, ex boyfriend who I like broke his heart. And I think she hated me because she wanted him. And then, yeah. So apparently that's all it takes for someone to be a vicious, vicious little troll. Oh, what a surprise. It's jealousy. What a sad little life, Jane. I wonder if she's got like a partner and if they know about it. Oh, babes, she's engaged. How the fuck? I know. Has she managed to find someone and we're single? How? I don't know. 
is wrong with us? Well, actually, that leads in quite nicely. Should we talk about our self-esteem now, Mia? (laughs) Perfect. Yes. Let's begin. Okay. This week, we are going to be talking about self-esteem. Yes, we are. And specifically, self-esteem in terms of, like, confidence and how we think about ourselves as opposed to just our everyday mood if you get my gist yeah like the specific side like the specifics of self-esteem and how it affects our day-to-day life rather than just the fact that we are entirely broken we're just focusing on one small (laughs) part of our brokenness (laughs) i like the way you put that yeah very good um so How do you think your self-esteem has changed over the years from when you were younger to now? Oh my God, like complete overhaul. Like my self-confidence is a whole other thing to what it was when I was in my teenage years and when I was in my 20s. I hated myself. I thought I was the ugliest thing. I thought I was so fat. I thought all the worst things that society kind of makes most younger women feel and I swear there's like I know everyone always says it but there really is like a switch when you turn 30 like suddenly you just seem to give a lot less of a shit like when I was 28 Mm. I wouldn't have worn a bikini now I'm 32 nearly I'm like fuck it I don't give a shit like I'll wear a bikini wherever really is that true yeah massively yeah that's mad I literally had exactly the same thing like when I've spoken to people that are like approaching their 30th birthday if they're nervous about it I said that I literally went to sleep the night before my 30th birthday with all of these anxieties and then woke up on my 30th didn't give a fuck like it wasn't even like a transitional thing in my 30th year it was literally the day of my 30th birthday I just woke up and didn't care anymore it's it was my favorite thing ever it's like Kevin from Kevin and Perry but instead of waking up a spotty grumpy teenager you woke up like a fully fledged confident woman (laughs) yeah um I think with like my self-esteem in general it's changed so much in that the things that I used to have like really low self-esteem with I don't as much anymore mm-hmm. and there are like new things that I do have low self-esteem with so yeah like when I was in school I used to think I was like the ugly fat one yeah and when I look back at pictures of myself I'm like oh my god I was tiny I know and I used to like never wear like short skirts or anything. Like I would never ever wear anything like that. And I still don't, but now I genuinely can't because I am too big to wear like short skirts. Like, well, I don't there's think I've no such thing as being life. too big to wear a short skirt, just to clarify. You can wear whatever well, the fuck you want. Okay, that is very true. It's my self esteem that doesn't let me. Mm. But I think I'm that blows my mind because I think you've got great legs. I'm jealous. I've got fucking crazy legs. Oh no, mine are, I've, to me, they're too big. And I just don't, I, to be fair, I haven't got very nice legs anyway. Like not, there's not one part, it's, it's definitely not the best part of my body by a long stretch. No, that's but it's tits. fine, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, thanks. But yeah, so I just, I think my self-esteem was a lot more focused on looks, but in a, like a different way. I mean, I love like that you're now saying I'm this. a lot more. I love you saying <laughs> oh, this no, when, you, really... when you, you just sat there going, I can't wear a mini skirt because my legs are hideous, but I'm so much more <laughs> with my self-esteem now. I know. I'm not articulating myself very well. What I mean is when I was younger, it was all I thought about and it yeah. really bothered me and it really plays on my mind. Whereas now I'm just like, 
there are certain things that I don't feel like I'm confident enough to wear. So I just don't wear them. And that's the end of it. And it doesn't really like how I dress. It doesn't control. Cause I think there's so many other things that I wear. Like there's, I know how to make myself look nice. My hair is banging. I'm good <laughs> at doing my makeup now. Like there's so many other things I've got going for me that my looks don't really consume me anymore. Like they did when I was like a teenager I think a lot of the difference is as well when you're younger like if something doesn't fit right or it doesn't make you look like the girl in the magazine or look like your mate when she wears it or whatever else instead of Mm. thinking oh this outfit just isn't for me this item of clothing just isn't for me we blame ourselves it's my body isn't right this part of my body isn't right and I um I noticed a real shift in that this uh, last summer I was I can't remember what I was buying dresses for but I'd sent a load of videos of me trying on the dresses to one of my friends and one of them instead of saying oh this just looks hideous on me like my body and right I literally just went oh yeah this just this cut isn't right for me like the, the dress just isn't isn't mm. the one and it was such a shift yeah. when I was younger that would have 100% it would led me into a meltdown into a spiral mm. I probably would have starved myself for like three days because somehow that would fix it whereas now instead mm. of blaming ourselves we're more able to see no that's just not for me that one just ain't mine yeah and I still look great and I'll just wear something else. Yeah. And do you know when I noticed that actually, it was with you. Um, remember when you were helping me find a dress for New Year's Eve? Yeah. And I said, I want to wear something that makes me feel banging. Yeah. And I know that, and I told you the style of dress that I can wear that is like absolutely perfect for me, like either three quarter length or long sleeves, like a good cut for my boobs, mm-hmm. like a like tie in waist but then not like a bodycon dress like there's definite dresses that I'm like no matter what color whatever it is if it's yeah. that style it looks good on my body and I know that the best I look is when I'm wearing something that I feel confident in a hundred percent I could put an outfit on yeah I could put an outfit on that visually you could look at me and be like that looks really nice but if I'm not feeling it I won't hold myself in the right way and then I won't look as good as something that I'm like, this looks fucking wicked on me. Yeah, that's Um, true for everyone as well. Like confidence mm -hmm. is the most important thing of how to look good because if you feel good, you look good, don't you? It's just... Yeah, and what's annoying is when I was younger, exactly like you said, I think when you are a teenager, everyone just does wear the same thing, whether it's right for your body or not, because it's fashionable and you're trying to fit in. Mm -hmm. And there were clothes that I didn't feel comfortable in, even though looking back, I had the body in my head to be wearing them, the body that I didn't think I had. And I looked great in these outfits, but because I didn't think I did, it just wasn't, I could just tell that I wasn't really happy in anything that I was wearing like in any photos of me. Are you talking about those hideous bandage dresses by any chance? The really tight ones that had like... I don't think I ever had the confidence to wear one of them. I would have loved to. To be fair, I didn't wear anything like that because I was a little emo twat. I was in vintage dresses and high tops. Oh, of course you were. Little Indy Cindy. Oh my God, we would have hated each other when we were teenagers. I was full Essex, like wearing a little peplum dress. (laughs) I don't think I've ever owned a peplum. (laughs) I'll take me wrong. I was wearing the heels and eight-inch heels to go to faces. Yeah, I I wore the heels. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy, isn't it, how it's changed? But I think a big thing about all of this is I was thinking about this earlier, actually, because obviously my anxiety is really bad today, Mm -hmm. and that. I think back when we were younger, if I'd said, uh, 
not even if I'd said it to someone, but it was just so not spoken about and not accepted that every time I felt the way I feel today, it was like scary. It was really scary because mm-hmm. you're like, oh my God, is there something wrong with me? Like, why, why am I like round the twist? Why have I suddenly woken up feeling like this? Whereas now I'm just like, oh, I'm having one of those days where I'm really anxious, like end of. Yeah. And it makes it so much easier to deal with because it's not such a big thing. And I think that's gone a long way for my self-esteem as well. Like being really comfortable in my skin and knowing this is just part of my personality. Yeah. And this is how I wake up sometimes and it's not something to worry about. Do you find like when you're having a bad mental health day, does your self-esteem dip and like vice versa? Like if you say you still are trying to find something to wear and nothing's fitting right and you've got like a big night out with all your hottest friends. That's me, by the way, listener. Um, and you can't find that right thing. So your self-esteem just has that plummet moment. Does, can that then lead to a bad mental health turn for you? Like are the two pretty interlinked? Um, that's a good question. And I don't really know. Like prime example today, because I'm having a bad day in terms of anxiety, I'm not really paying too much attention to what I look like because I'm just like, oh, I can't be bothered. Like, I know, obviously, I knew we were recording this, so I've put a bit of makeup on, but like my my hair, I was just like, oh, I can't be honest. If anything, it makes me a bit like I'm stressed enough, like I can't deal with that. Mm-hmm. So, no. Whereas back when I was like a teenager or like early 20s, I would have been like, I literally cannot do this because I'm not feeling myself, if you know what I mean. Whereas yeah. now I'm just like, you know what, there's more important things. Mm-hmm. Does that answer your question? I don't know if it does. What about the other way around then? So like say you were you feel your self-esteem dip, can that send you into like an Oh anxiety? yeah, like if I'm trying to get ready, yeah, if I'm trying to get ready to go out and everything I put on doesn't look nice. Yeah. Especially if it was for a date or something, it does make me go all like, oh my god, I'm just a fat, disgusting mm-hmm. pig. And obviously it's not like none of it's true, but and then that does make me go down there, oh my god, why am I bothering anyway? Like I'm gonna turn up and be like the ugliest person there and all that stuff. It it definitely does that. It doesn't work in the positive positive way but it does do that in the negative way yeah 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 interesting yeah because it used to be when I was younger that was definitely one of the biggest causes of my like full-on anxiety breakdowns because I so I struggled with um, body dysmorphia for years as well still do occasionally but it's mostly Mm -hmm. on the up but um, the amount of times that I just I'd end up missing entire nights out with friends because I tried on everything in my wardrobe none of it fit right in my head so Mm. I just had a full-on meltdown like proper screaming crying throwing up kind of meltdown Mm. I remember before Mm. prom doing it because I wore this mental like vintage 80s dress it was gold lame like strapless like three-quarter length with a proper like puff skirt it was fucking amazing it was so cool but then Mm. like as I was getting ready for prom oh and I had like Cindy Lauper massive crimped hair with a big bow in it nice and as I was getting ready to go out I just had like a full-on freak out because I knew that's what I wanted to wear but it wasn't what everyone else would be wearing obviously like everyone else was mm-hmm. wearing like a traditional naughty's prom dress I had like a full-on meltdown nearly didn't go to my own prom ended up going and loving it and I'm so glad I did and I'm so glad I wore what I wanted to wear but like yeah. I, I remember really really having to push through my mum basically had to like drag me out the door to take me to my friend's house to even just go to prom because I was like I'm fat and ugly and weird and everyone hates me because it just sends you Aww. into this spiral and I know I look at that like yeah. little 16 year old me and I'm like, oh, mate, like you're so mm. much cooler than everyone else because you just everyone thinks you don't give a fuck as well. Like Everyone looked at me that night and went, wow, I love how much she doesn't care. And it's like that fake yeah. self-esteem. Like Everyone would have seen me and gone, 
gosh, she's got so much self-confidence when in reality, no, I'm just it pretending. It loads to get you there, yeah. It's a shame, isn't it? It is a shame. I know, I just look at like baby me and I just want to give her a hug and be like, mate, it's all right, I promise. This is the skinniest yeah, she... you'll ever be. <laughs> yeah. See, I never had that... I think for me, like I always had, again, I think I've touched on this before, maybe in the last series, but when I was younger, I had such bad social anxiety that like to the point I didn't even know that was what it was until like recent years but like if yeah. ever we'd go out for like we'd always go for like pre-drinks at one of our houses before we went out yeah and I would literally be like couldn't sit still up and down like so nervous like to the point where I felt like I was going to be sick and all the girls would be like you're all right like because it, it happened every time and I'd just be like the minute we get there I will be fine. Yeah. Or not even that, the minute the taxi pulls up and we're like, right, we've got to go, I will be fine. But it was like the hanging around waiting used to just make me so, so anxious. And I think for me, I didn't necessarily have that with what I looked like because it got to the point where if I put something on and I felt like that, I was like, this is just how I feel. So I would kind of misunderstand it and think it was just a social anxiety thing, if you know what I mean. And then once I got out, if I weren't really feeling my outfit and stuff, I'd just be like, I'm just anxious. But it was kind of all tied up in this big anxiety ball that wasn't just what I looked like, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, So I think I just got so used to being like so anxious before I went out that I just, it just kind of was the norm to just feel like that before mm. a night out so it didn't matter if I didn't like my outfit or stuff I was just always like off my fucking head before we went out anyway basically so for you you could it, it never felt like it was pinpointed towards your self-esteem it was just like a generalized anxiety sometimes and like I said if I like, wanted to get a new outfit or wanted to wear something nice and there wasn't anything it would drive me up the wall but it never stopped me from going out yeah and it never specifically felt like a self-esteem thing and like I said I just kind of tied it all up into the you've got no confidence with anything and this just makes you anxious to just get out because I always knew that once I was out I'd have a good time as well regardless Mm. um and I think I've always had the mentality that I was like well I'm the fat ugly one that no one wants to talk to anyway so like why what does it matter what I look like a bit god that's sad isn't it that's really sad actually saying that out loud yeah that is yeah Yeah. I was a bit like it's not like anyone's going to talk to me or pay attention to me or look at me so might as well just just go yeah yeah. Oh, baby Wash. Oh no, poor baby Wash. It feels like a very like inner child healing <laughs> episode. <laughs> yeah, it does. I wasn't expecting it as well. So what do you think are like the factors that contributed to like periods of time when you had like really low self-esteem when you were younger? Um, I think predominantly the society that we grew up in through the 90s and noughties with heroin chic and the circle of shame and photoshop and all the shit that we were subjected to um growing up like you know we all Mm -hmm. remember bikinis people in bikinis on the beach being circled because they look horrendous when they're just like a size 10 um I think all of that massively hit into it and because I never it I was never gonna have that body like I have boobs I have hips and I'm tall and I've got broad shoulders because I swam like I was never gonna be Kate Moss as much as I still See, it, 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 want this to literally be. blows my mind because to me you are Kate Moss now. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you were when you were younger. No, like if I if someone said to me, describe what Mia looks like, I would be like, She's tall, thin and blonde. Like mm. she's like and if someone's like what like I was a supermodel, I'd be like, Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how I see you. But yeah, like I couldn't uh, you know, I couldn't be 
especially because I was in that sort of alternative scene as well. Like, mm. obviously, the curvy stuff started coming in sort of late noughties, early tens, by which point the damage had been done. You know, we were kids when we saw the worst of it. Yeah. Because I was in that like mm-hmm. alternative scene as well. It was it was that real like it was Agnes Dean. You know, she was everything. Um, Alex, what's her name? Alexa Chung. Like it, it was stick thin like lollipop looking women and that's Mm. how you had to look to be attractive to the boys that you wanted to attract which is such a fucked up way of looking at the world which I think is mad because I actually don't think even back then men thought that this was all controlled by the media I don't think men would have ever been like yes I want girls that look like they have a heroin addiction I I I think this is just all a media thing I know and it's that hasn't stemmed from men vocalizing that yeah I know it's so it's what's so mad about it like men genuinely and like now that I'm in my 30s and give less of a fuck they don't care if you're a, if you've got a bit of fat. They don't care if you're covered with stretch marks. They no. don't even fucking notice if you haven't shaved your vagina for three weeks. Trust me, like they don't give a shit. It's all women doing it to ourselves, and then the men higher up pushing it down on us through the media, yeah, and making us convinced that that's what is important when it's really fucking not. Like as long as they can put their dick in something warm and wet, they really don't care what's around that thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I think, like, it's so true. And I just wonder how that started. Because like I said, I I really don't think that whole heroin chic thing came from men. So I would love to know who it was that was just like, yeah, do you know what? This is what's attractive and we're going to put all of this on the cover. And who drove that? Well, it's fashion industry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the fashion industry. You're right, actually. Well, heroin chic apparently is making a comeback. Have you not heard? Have you not seen the Kardashians taking their implants out and... Losing loads of weight. Hair and we know okay. how Y2K fashion's coming back. So is heroin chic. So that's nice. We've just gone from people spending thousands of pounds in Turkey to have butt implants put in that could kill them. And now they're all going to want them out again. Mm. I think, it, like you said, it, it must stem from the fashion industry. And basically, back then, supermodels were so glamorous. And it was like, if you were a supermodel, you were like another level. Like you weren't even a human. You were like superhuman. Yeah. Yeah. And it must just all stem from that, actually. And just like, it's kind of like leveling up. Isn't it like the average person cannot be a supermodel? Mm-hmm. And it's because the average person isn't those proportions and six stuff foot and that's the size what, yeah and that's obviously what people like were kind of encouraged to aspire to mm. yeah, yeah fully yeah if you look at old Vogue covers from like late 90s early noughties the models were emaciated it was it's mm. pretty depressing and that's what we all aspired yeah. to be so that's pretty cool isn't it yeah and I think now like back then as I said at the start of this episode like the most important thing to me and about me was what I looked like when I was younger yeah so and now I've very much got the attitude that I'm like you know what I might be a size 12 to 14 which isn't even that big it's the average size in the UK yeah like I might be pale and to look better have to put some fake tan on I might have to bloody shave my legs every three days because I'm so my hair grows <laughs> I don't know just loads of things but it's not the most important thing about me like no. if someone said what are the five like the mo- more importantly I am fucking hilarious I'm kind and loyal yeah. and everything about me that is something that I want to tell people and if I had to put in an advert 
none of it would be what I look like. Yes. Yay. But then I do have good things. I do have good things that I like about myself. Like I really like my hair. I really like my eye colour. There are physical things about yeah, me that I like, but they're not top, They're not in my top 10 of what are the top 10 things that you can tell someone mm-hmm. are great about you. But also, can you and imagine... Like Imagine if when you were like 18, if some fucking 35 year old had come up to you and gone, I know you think everything is about looks right now, but one day you'll realize it's more about what's inside that counts. You'd have been like, shut the fuck up, Barbara. You don't yeah. even know what you're talking yeah. about. Like, yeah. all, all right, matters. Jenny, have a day off. Seriously. <laughs> Who are you? Like, we just sound like what our mum said to us back then. And we were like, oh, you just don't get it. I know. And it's, it just comes with life experience it and it just comes with, I think, the the biggest thing for me is just like perspective. Mm-hmm. Like so much stuff has happened to me in my life that I'm like, I couldn't have pulled myself out of the darkest times. I couldn't have had some of the best belly laughs I've ever had. Like none of that is to do with what I look like. That's all comes from my personality. Yeah. Preparing myself after heartbreak, having the absolute most fun I've ever had on a night yeah. out with my friends is all personality based, nothing to do with looks. And you need to live those things to realize like you can I would so much rather be ugly than dry as fuck with no sense of humor we did last week on the um would you rather both say that we'd rather be fit than dumb though (laughs) but if someone said would you rather be fit or funny I'd be like I'd rather be funny legit yeah fair Uh, yeah maybe I've got no I've got no need for intelligence none (laughs) Me it's so overrated don't you think it's sometimes you, you see some people who just like aren't like socially and like switched on and they're just a bit dumb they look so much happier yeah like you know that meme that it's like this like a little bear blowing bubbles on primrose hill and it's like me just living my life being a dumb bitch that is literally me in a meme me oh, and my sister that. are obsessed with it i know it's literally but i'm like I'm not being funny. I'm successful at my job. I earn enough money to have a nice life. I've got really good friends. Me and you have managed. We're not that stupid. We've managed to create a fucking podcast. So that's out of the nothing. problem. We're not stupid. We need to be more <laughs> stupid. Life would be so much easier. Oh, right. it, yeah, yeah. Perhaps if we were just like, if we were both oh. dumb as fuck, we'd both be married to some like boring bloke, but we wouldn't give a shit because we'd be happy. We'd have like two point four kids, a little dog. Just living our lives, yeah. pottering around, not giving a fuck. But instead, we're miserable because we're clever. We're miserable with aspirations and thoughts. And it's very annoying. <laughs> um, okay, so the next thing I want to talk about, and oh God, I can't wait for you to talk about this, is the difference in confidence between men and women at certain ages in their life. Um, And the main thing is, if I could change anything for myself, it would be be for me to have the confidence of a mediocre white man. Oh, my God, yes. (laughs) Because it's unparalleled the level of confidence that they have. Literally. It just blows my mind. A mediocre straight white man. Yeah. He just, they just barrel through life. I think like between the age of 40 and 50 as well is like next level unstoppable these men are really yeah interesting most of the men that I know between 40 and 50 have just kind of given up (laughs) (laughs) 
quite sad. Considering, um, considering I work solely with men between 40 and 50, that's quite a brutal takedown. Um, I'm just thinking, obviously, I the the main way that I know men of that age is through work. Yeah. But also, because of the age I am, my dating apps go up to 45, which is I can't believe that I'm of an age where I could date a 45 year old and it would be completely fine. I'm still 12. Like what is happening? (laughs) Um, I don't get it. Uh, But yeah, men on the apps over the age of 40. Yeah. Just think they're Bradley Cooper or George Clooney. Yeah. I think I've I think mine's set to 40 at the minute because my mum's also on the apps and we've decided that we need like a, a good five-year buffer so we don't accidentally yeah. cross over with any blokes. That's um, fine. But that surprises me because mm. I was going to say that I thought that was the age where they started maybe being a little bit less confident, but clearly... No, 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 no. If anything, so my um, dating apps are set to 34 to 44 or mm-hmm. 45 I think because I'm obviously like in the in the lower end of that but kind of I'd say in the middle it's not 39 would be in the middle but you know what I mean and I find that the younger men are all just fucking around and not bothered about like actually arranging a date whatever they're just, well, so let's like, bear in mind we're saying younger men here we are talking about fucking fully grown men in their 30s are still yeah. just fucking around yeah yeah like... so the the younger ones so the 30 to 34 are fucking around yeah there don't really seem to be any 34s to 37s weird they all they're all in their first marriage <laughs> yeah um and then the 37s to 40s are like there's still not that many of them but they're kind of normal and then the 40 to 45s are wild <laughs> wild <laughs> I mean, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you where the goods are at. The goods are at 25 to 30, my friend. Say, do you know what? I don't think I've got the self-esteem to be dating like a 28-year-old. They are something else. Like, I shared a, um, <laughs> I shared a TikTok on my Instagram the other day that was like, it couldn't have been more fucking personally directed at me. But it was like, are you a mum in her 30s with mental health issues and low self-esteem just trying to live your life? And then you know the song that's like, you will never need another lover because you're a milk (laughs) motherfucker. And then this like guy just comes sliding in like 25 to 28 year old boys. And it's so true. They are just obsessed at the minute they are feral but they are way more empathetic and they know how to make you have a good time in bed so honestly I think the under 30s are where it's at okay I don't understand this because I don't think there has ever been a man interested in me that is under the age of 35 I mean I say that like there are men interested in me that are over the age of 35 (laughs) no that's not true as well but I mean I don't I'm sure that if I changed my setting on the apps to like capture 28 and older I wouldn't get one. I am sure you're I wouldn't wrong. get one. Honestly, they are. Yeah, it's it's it, 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 it's like a, you know, when they say there's plenty more fish in the sea, they're all 28. Mm. <laughs> Every single fish in the sea oh, is 28. <laughs> Rather upsettingly, all of the people that I fancy on the apps are younger than me. Yep. Same. Every time. Or but shorter I mean, than me. My, but... my ex was younger than me, though. I think uh, I can't work out whether I'm into younger or older men because we all know about the guy that I was messaging Mia that was like nearly well he's, I think he's nearly 50 he was nearly 70 <laughs> he was actually dead um <laughs> <laughs> I wish he was you hate him um 
Yeah, so I always was like, oh, I like an older man. I don't. That is the only older man. Every other man that I like has been younger. Every guy that I've um, had any sort of, I was going to say dalliance then. What the (laughs) fuck is that? Any man that I've had a dalliance with since my ex has been younger than me. Interesting. So yeah, I was Mm. always, my boyfriends were always older because I've been textbook daddy issues since I came out of the womb, I think. Um, Mm. But recently, yeah, there's definitely been a lot more younger boys tickling my fancy why have we both turned into a pair of like victorian weirdos <laughs> like i'm really literally I'm tickling your fancy. that is the literally the most pg thing that has ever come out of your mouth <laughs> it's because do you know why that was because i physically cannot say i maybe liked them i if unless i'm being explicit oh, no, 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 no. i shut down yeah it's because we're like babysitters. No, but I do like, there's a, yeah, I mean. Okay, so for the next week, shall I change my app settings? Yes. And see if I get any takers. <laughs> Anyone to tickle your fancy? But I'm just, <laughs> I just shuddered. I um, saw. But I'm just worried that they will match with me and then be like, this woman is 36, so she's obviously a lunatic that wants to get married tomorrow. That's what I think they would think of they me. They don't. They really don't. They think, oh, she's a fit older woman. She's a cougar looking for a good time. I'm going to show her one. I mean, please do. I really want a good time. <laughs> Honestly. Someone it, show me a good time. It blew my mind. I think the first, I slept with a 27-year-old not long after not long after I was back on the dating scene. And I was like, this is mm. going to be awful. Like, I remember dating guys in their 20s when I was in my 20s like it was a fucking shit show and like it's a whole new world out there as Aladdin once said like they literally <laughs> and you're Jasmine <laughs> they took me on a magic fucking carpet ride it was oh insane. my god I'm a you're Jasmine I'm a boo that's great <laughs> you're the parrot actually we both know I'm Jafar <laughs> no I'm not giving you that much credit Jafar. you're the parrot evil but still quite cute okay fine i'll take yeah. that men in their 20s that's where it's at this is nothing to your self-esteem i'm just giving you all tips and if you want to have a good orgasm fuck a 28 year old really but men yeah. don't know what they're doing at the best of times let alone when they've got a lack of experience yeah but there's this whole new generation they've had the internet in a different way to what we did like they've actually been educated rather than just watch terrible porn Honestly. Have they been educated? Yeah. Honestly, like I've I've done the research. You are all welcome. I've I've got the data. <laughs> it's the way forward. They're filth in the best possible way. Hmm, interesting. Okay. You've convinced me. I'm gonna change my apps and be a babysitter for the next week. Oh, she's gonna fuck a twenty year old. No, not a twenty year old. That's too young to clarify. Don't That's go under twenty five. Way too I'm not going I can't twenty five's too young. I'm gonna do like ten, 10 years. years either way. Yeah. So I'm gonna change it twenty six to forty six and do like a experiment some market research on who is the most like confident, who are the biggest fuckers. Not fuckers in terms of sex, like. I mean, like, they're men. Pain in the ass. <laughs> well, that could also be in terms of sex. <laughs> okay, right. Should we try and get I this back on track. <laughs> yeah, we have mentioned this briefly before. Yes. That I think it was last week that we've got like some half the time we hate ourselves and think yeah. we're repulsive, and half the time we're like we are the greatest people that have ever walked this earth. Yeah. Um. So. 
our god complex <laughs> that we have yeah i, I want to know like what kickstarts that because for me i don't even have it it's not like one day i wake up and think i'm great mine can literally change in situations like so as we've discussed i'm having like a really bad anxiety day today yeah but if someone like spoke to me about this podcast, I'd be like, I'm literally one of two of the funniest people that have ever walked this <laughs> earth, which doesn't correlate with someone that has got such bad anxiety. Before we started recording, I had to say to you, please tell me you love me and that you're not bad oh at God. me. So like, it doesn't, I don't understand that. Yeah. And do you get that too? Yeah, I think so. I think mine doesn't ebb and flow quite that much. I'll be honest, like mine predominantly still comes down to how I feel like I look um Mm. that does still have a massive control over my life day to day I'd say what kickstarts my god complex usually is ovulation (laughs) like as soon as I'm (laughs) ovulating I'm just like I am the queen of the world the fittest person that's ever lived and everyone in a two mile radius wants to fuck me right now but yeah I don't know interesting I don't see I don't when I say I'm feeling god complex I think for me I mean I don't mean like I'm the funniest person ever. I think it does all come down to looks. I think it all is. I'm the hottest person in the world. Look at my tits. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't know if it does come down to looks with me because I always think I look rough. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never think I look nice. So again, I think I've just had that ingrained in me for so long that I just don't. Actually, that's a lie. There are times where I think I look nice. Yeah, there are. Oh, I don't know. Perhaps I've, I've obviously I I can't pinpoint that down. I'm just off my head, and there's no rhyme or reason to it. I think that's that's what we've got to boil this down to. It's a it's a hard one for me as well because obviously things like my self esteem going up and down so much can be massively related to borderline personality. So mm-hmm. it's difficult for me to know whether it's just like I'm feeling hot and awesome, or shit, am I having a manic? Yeah, yeah, like the god complex stuff is very like I'm in a manic state so yeah it's a more difficult one to kind of because yeah if I'm in a manic state like I can easily just be like I think I'm king of the world and I can do whatever I want without consequences basically so how so do you ever have the god complex thing without being in a manic state yeah yeah I think so and oh god you know it's really depressing I think a lot of it comes from male validation still yeah I was just about to say the same thing so I think when I am at my peak I look great today like putting stuff on Instagram stories oh my god I'm walking not not even not even like in such a social media public way but when I'm just like I'm in a great mood life's going good it's when I'm getting attention from a man fuck yeah me too and I'm at my absolute lowest on my ass when I'm not talking to a man and I'm not matching with anyone on the apps and there's no one like I'm having the last week so I've obviously went through like a a couple of months where like things were going good and I was going on dates and talking to men and like matching with people on apps and stuff and then the last week that's dried up and there's that doesn't seem to be anyone on the apps at the moment mm-hmm. yes yeah, and I think that has contributed to how I feel today so I think the TikTok thing uh, that we discussed has been like kind of contributing to the anxiety yeah, for me of because of what like obviously what men were saying to me and all that stuff about how yeah. it's my own fault um and I think that's just kind of built up <laughs> to make me a bit like uh because I think when I keep thinking about what it is that I should be anxious about today I it when I think about the TikTok thing I'm like oh maybe should I take that video down I don't know like have yeah. I done something wrong 
No. Um, I haven't, no. I mean, I think, as usual with this podcast, we have established pretty swiftly that it's always men's fault. <laughs> All of yeah. us. It's the fault of men. So, fuck up, yeah. bitches. In terms of your self-esteem and dating, mm-hmm. how have you found that? Because I um getting a lot better I think like oh think God, about so me at the better. start Mia when I first how much of a state I used to get in about first dates and I yes. think now I've done quite a few of them and met up with like and had situations with like men and stuff I'm a lot more just like chilled mm-hmm. and can go with it but I think I've I mean I've said this before I think a lot of my confidence and self-esteem has been boosted by doing this podcast yeah um and the fact that for so many years, I just didn't think I had anything of any importance to say or that anyone even would enjoy talking to me. Like mm-hmm. I said, like back when I used to go, I'd be like, well, no one will talk to me anyway. Like, it's not like it matters. Um, and I think knowing that people listen to this and enjoy it and want to hear more from us has really given me confidence to think, no, I have got stuff to say. And that has helped me with dates because I'm like, I know I can go out and have a conversation yeah, about good. stuff and, and whoever I'm talking to will enjoy it because we have four listeners on our <laughs> podcast that enjoy it um yeah so yeah so my self-esteem in terms of dating has got loads better good. I mean bot- Botox <laughs> has helped <laughs> <laughs> nothing honestly people can slag off people that have like pla- when I say plastic surgery I mean I don't quite class Botox as plastic surgery but I suppose it is but nothing like helped my physical self-esteem more than having Botox. It is ridiculous how much it's helped me. I like it best when you've just had it and you look like a little rhino. <laughs> Do you know what? It's actually stressing me out because I'm ju- I'm getting it done on Tuesday and I can see, look at this frown line. Oh, get fucked. Have you seen mine? Mm. I've got two kids no, and no Botox. don't have Botox. Yeah. Yeah, my self-esteem with dating, I don't... So again, what I was saying before about like, it's definitely very much based on male validation and whether or not somebody wants to fuck me is how I feel good about myself. And if I get someone, if I'm going on a date, then in my head, I'm like, well, I already know they want to shag me. I know that Mm. if I want to, I can make this happen. So I just go in like, not giving a shit, really. I'm just like, yeah. See, do you really think that? Do you really, before you go on a first date, think I already know they want to like fuck me, so yeah. this is fine? Because I literally go into a first date thinking I'm going to arrive and within three seconds of them looking at me, they're going to be like, I don't fancy her. No, I literally arrive going, this is all just a fucking preamble for them to get in my pants. <sighs> oh my God, we are the exact opposite <laughs> aren't we? Yeah. That's yeah. mad. I mean, I think everyone wants to fuck me though. This is just a <laughs> weird <laughs> issue. Apart from the men I actually I mean, want to fuck. That's the general gist of it. But you don't tend to have much experience of men rejecting you. In because they don't like reject you sexually. You. They, no one would if you actually try, trust me. The chance of getting rejected for a bang are very low. Really? Yeah. I don't think that's true for me. Yeah, but you don't try. You, you're looking for a relationship. It's not like on a first date you're like, do you want to go back to mine and have sex? And they'd be like, yeah. Yeah. It's because I don't want to have sex with any of the men. Exactly, so you're the one doing the rejecting. You're not being rejected. That's in your head, my love. Oh, God, you're right. I know. I just need to find someone that I fancy. Yeah, it blows my mind that you find that so hard. I fancy, like, everyone. I fancy no one. No one available, anyway. It's so Mm. annoying. 
Yeah, but then I like, <sighs> I have the opposite though. Like I can get laid easy, but then as soon as I'm like, oh, I think I like this person, then they turn into a prick and vanish. But then do you have to ever have this thing? I have this and I actually think it's really bad. There was a guy a couple of weeks ago, Mia, you all know, that I was talking to. Mm. And he was so keen that I was a bit like, if he's that interested in me, there must be something wrong with him. <laughs> Like okay, if you're if you're like really buzzing for this date and you really like me, there must be something up with you because I'm not that great. And then I will flip the switch and be like, why don't you like me? Because I am the greatest person on earth. It's like I can't keep up with my brain. It's so one extreme to the other. Well, it's like this guy that I've been talking to. He has been chasing me for like a year, and I've just been like loving the attention and not really giving in. Like I've been breadcrumbing the fuck out of him. I know how last week mm. I said I can be a fuckboy sometimes. I have been a fuckboy. Yeah. And then we've been chatting more and it's been like a lot more. And I was like, oh mm. shit, there could actually be something here. And the mm. second I thought that, like tumbleweed, it's like they fucking Oh, know. really? Yep. So they have the same thing. The second I've shown interest in him, he's like, oh, bit keen. <laughs> I'm like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and then he'll just pop up again. Why doesn't so... this ever work? I don't know. Why can't we get? ever just get this right? I don't know. How does so perhaps many that's what it is. Right? I don't know, but perhaps that's what it is. Perhaps that's why when I'm not sure and then they're really keen, it puts me off. It's because I, that, the putting me off then makes me seem like I'm playing hard to get, which makes them keener. I think it and does. And then that makes me get the ick more. I think it does. So perhaps, I mean, oh my God, if we just discovered that playing hard to get works. I think we heard it here it, first, yeah. folks. The thing <laughs> is, I can't be fucked with playing hard to get. I can't do it because if I like someone, I'm like, I'm going to text you 27 times. Hi, do you love me yet? Hi, do you love me yeah. yet? Hi, do you love me yet? Why don't you love me yet? Do you love me? Are you mad at me? What's wrong? Can we hang out? I'm a fucking psychopath, essentially. Yeah. See, I'm at the stage now where I'm like, I'm too old for game playing. Like, I Same. get that you have to like play it a bit cool at the start, but I can't no, I deal with all of like proper game playing situations. Can't deal with it anymore. I'm just like I, I can't be bothered with it like if I like you and I want to talk to you I'll, I'll talk, talk to, you. to you and if you don't want to then don't but um so when your self-esteem is on the floor mm-hmm. is there any go-to things that you can do to bring it up um well I think as we've established I just go seeking male validation so I go swiping through those apps being less picky I probably but then doesn't it make it worse if you don't find anyone or do you not ever not find anyone i mean i put i set my standards lower i can always tell i always know if someone's going to have matched with me or not just by looking at the photos i wish i had this confidence on the apps because i'm like i my self-esteem is on the floor i need some male validation i'm going to go on the apps and have absolutely no one match with me for five days and then basically want to kill myself (laughs) that's how it goes for me (laughs) and then if that doesn't work out well or I'll just ring a fuck buddy and have meaningless sex. And guess what? None of this stuff actually works in the long term. Oh, yeah. and I get really drunk. I have no healthy coping mechanisms. Like, I, this isn't a surprise to anyone, I'm sure. Like, everything I do to make myself feel better inevitably makes myself feel worse. Are there any small healthy things that you do? Is there just one? Can we try and find one healthy thing that you do? I don't think there is anything. I genuinely don't. Um, I think can we can class recognising when your self-esteem is on the floor <laughs> and talking to someone slash me about it 
is a healthy. I really rarely do. I hide away. If I'm in a crap place, I completely isolate myself. And you're one of the, like, yeah. and we, we had this conversation recently. You're one of the first friends who notices, oh, she's gone quiet. That means she's not right. Rather than going, oh, she's just being a miserable bitch. Can't be arsed. And you actually check in. Mm. Revelation. Because yeah. I'm a nice person. Well, I wouldn't say nice. That's not nice. You don't want to be known as nice. Nice is the lamest thing you could be described as. I don't want to be known as nice. I don't want nice on my gravestone, but I do want people to class me as oh nice. Oh my God. Your gravestone, I'm going to design it up so it looks like a nice biscuit. So your gravestone just says nice on it, but in the shape of a biscuit. <sighs> That's the best idea I've ever had. That is the most random idea you've ever had. Well, it's happening now. What about you? What health? What healthy things do you do? Because you're a lot healthier than me. Mm, I'm trying to think. You'd think, considering I've started by asking you that question, I would have thought about <laughs> my own answers. <laughs> um, what do I do to boost my self-esteem? Oh, it's, re- it's I wouldn't say they were healthy either. I look back at pictures I've posted mm. of myself on Instagram. That does help. Um, that I like. And do you know what I I have done? <laughs> so you know that app where you can ask anonymous questions you can ask questions to get like anonymous answers <laughs> yeah ngl over the period of time that i've done that i've had quite a few people send me messages i'm literally opening it to read an example um like every single time you get one of these messages you then text me first going was this you <laughs> yeah because one of them is like how low her self-esteem is <laughs> yeah but like, so I've had people say things like this one that says, I would love to fuck you. That was me. No, Which to me is just mind blowing that people actually think that about me. And like this one, please, can you set up an OnlyFans? Because I'd really like to see you naked. Um, but then I get other ones that are just nice that are like, I have followed you on for a few years on social media and I think you're amazing. I really think you need to believe in yourself more as you rock. Ah, and I, I, I get the vibe that was from a girl as well. Um, yeah, so, do I. so I literally have just saved, I know it sounds bad, but like all of the, just the generic questions I've like either responded to or whatever. Um, but then I delete them. So that app now, all of the things that I can look back on are just messages like that, that people what? have sent me that are, like make me feel good about myself. Um, and I look at that quite a lot. <laughs> yeah see that app doesn't have the same effect for me most of mine is just people <laughs> saying horrible shit about me or asking questions about my ex that's mad because i've never had one negative thing said to me on there not one Yeah, but you don't have a little army of trolls marching around everywhere you go behind you <sighs> no i don't tell you what it's does mad. actually make me feel better is if i'm if, um when i've been having a really feeling shit about myself day but i've known i've had to get some new photos or stuff for only fans i always feel mm-hmm. better after taking pictures of myself always. yeah i might my, my therapist actually encouraged that for my body dysmorphia she was like try just taking photos of your face and of your body and really seeing yourself as it is Mm -hmm. not as your brain projects it in the mirror and it made a fucking huge difference in my confidence levels that's good Mm. i'm pleased for you i don't hate my body anymore good you shouldn't it might be i mean that's probably the problem maybe i should hate it a bit more and stop getting it out (laughs) every time a man looks at me no don't all right i am insane as well because i obviously got my forgot my number one all-time best ever coping mechanism which is, is a bath laying in the bath <laughs> <laughs> does that 
help your you... self-esteem though or does oh, that just shut out the God. outside world well I don't know but every time I get out of the bath I feel better so <laughs> have you had a bath today I don't know I haven't maybe that'd help I haven't yeah maybe oh, I mean I clearly wasn't going to go to bed without having one because I have a bath every day of my life you went to fucking Asda that's not going to help your anxiety levels uh I got my disco ball planter thank I you so. I didn't I wasn't I'm just saying Asda is not a place of no anxiety no it wasn't it was absolutely horrendous yeah but I did get my disco ball planter and I got some cherry tomatoes which we all know are in short supply at the moment so oh, I consider that successful N- not being able to get cucumbers when you've got a son who eats practically nothing but will always snack on cucumber is um causing some rather large distress in this house at the moment ah yeah new we get through like three a week and i have half a cucumber left for the next week so pray for me pray for me please okay well that was a good little self-esteem chat i do we went off topic a lot but i like i mean it's very on brand for us when do we ever stay on topic and yeah speaking of self-esteem it's not long till i'm gonna be sitting in that bed with you before we go and see the sexy bitch self-esteem herself this is a space for you i'm so excited we know we're not going to record the podcast while you're here though because we still don't know how to do that yeah we haven't haven't worked that one out yet (laughs) i love that we're literally gonna we're gonna spend five days together and then we've already discussed that you're gonna go home and then we're gonna have to record the podcast that night because we literally can't do it together because we're normal like that. It's actually two weeks. Yeah. I know. How exciting. Fuck. About book a train. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's that then. On to the next bit. Yeah. I love you. I love you. Yay. Hi. Are we playing Would You Rather? Yes. <laughs> I would love to. What a great idea. Do you want to go first or should I? Um, I will go first. Okay. So my question is... Would you rather have never had or never will have a relationship, never have or will be in love, anything like that, be single forever and have been single forever or be like one of those women like Joan Collins that's been married like 10 times and has like these like really grand ideas of love and like really romantic situations, but then like loads of failed marriages. I mean, that's pretty much where I'm at anyway. (laughs) Um, yeah, the Joan yeah. Collins option, please. Okay. So it's like, yeah. basically, would you rather... Just call me Elizabeth Taylor, all right? Okay. Loved and lost or never loved at all. Yeah, fuck that shit. Elizabeth Taylor or Pamela Anderson. She's been on a big vibe of that recently. Yeah, no, fuck that. What about you, same? Yeah. 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 It's a, um, it's a pretty average question. I can't be on point every week with my would you rathers. Sorry. I mean, you went on to Reddit for this one, even though you've got... I know. Endless listicles. <laughs> I love the word listicle, by the way. Would you rather mm-hmm. win the lottery tomorrow, as in like huge fucking jackpot, never have to work again, total life changing money, or meet the love of your life tomorrow? Meet the love of my life. Interesting. No, no I feel points. like. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Yeah, I feel like I could happily live the rest of my life with the money that I make now. Like, my life is very happy. Mm-hmm. In terms of the things that I'm able to do, I'm lucky enough that I make enough money to be able to go on like a holiday, maybe two a year if I'm lucky, and go out and have nice times with my friends and stuff. I don't need more money. Obviously, more money would be incredible. I wouldn't say <laughs> no to it. But if it was between that and meeting someone that I want to settle down and have a family with, it would 100% be that. Fair. What about you? Um, 
I would say the money. <laughs> oh, interesting. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Just why? Uh, well, I'd like to be able to pay my rent and all my bills once a month. That would be nice. <laughs> Yeah, I, I literally didn't know how to say this because obviously you know that I don't mean this to sound bad, but yeah. obviously I've got the luxury that I don't struggle for money. I don't yeah. worry about where the money's coming from for my bills and stuff. So it's very easy for me to take that for granted and be like, love is more important. Like, I completely <laughs> get that. Yeah, and if, also, if you're rich enough, like, I can just, I'll buy love. <laughs> <laughs> if you're rich, think how many more men are going to be interested if I'm a fucking multimillionaire <laughs> swanning around the world on my yacht. Mate, I'm going to have yeah, a different... but it's not real. Yeah, it is. I'll have a different love of my life every day. Perfect. And what could you want in life? Yeah. yeah, that is entirely on brand. Me on a boat with a margarita, surrounded by topless men. And? Done. Some dogs. And? Some champagne. And? Um, Don't be a dick. I guess, like, some guys playing guitar would be nice to add to the And? Day. Um, oh, oh food God, like tacos Mexican food I think would go well with margaritas and not then one friend on that boat with you no no not one and there'll, there'll be a tiny little dinghy <laughs> off the back of it that we just tow along like an inflatable dinghy just with you sat in it that's where you can be <laughs> oh oh I get the dinghy thanks <laughs> I, don't want you I get the dinghy and no men you dinghy have and a, no men that's you can have very a man. You can have one man. Well, you've got the love of your the life. He that... can be. He can be in the fucking dinghy with you. You just met him. I don't think our relationship would last if we had to live in a dinghy. <laughs> to live there forever. Oh. <laughs> I thought you meant I weren't allowed off it. <laughs> I thought I'd get really sunburned. <laughs> Where am I going to shit? Yeah. It's just going to be full of excrement and urine. Not a lot to eat. No shade. Well, you can eat the shit. You've just discovered that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to go cook a really crap vegetarian roast. So shall we say bye? Let's say bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening as always don't forget to follow us on instagram and tiktok and subscribe to our patreon to hear some rambly rambly chat about david Bowie. (laughs) that'll only make sense if you're a patreon yeah and if you want more from us than just our extra rambles pay more and we'll provide you with the goods you sound like you're pitching my only fans now that's pretty much how i sell it (laughs) you want more than just nipple pay us more i mean one of our patreons if you pay enough is nude photos just saying i mean it's not but it can be arranged (laughs) i would consider it if someone paid like 500 pound think of the bonus content it's just like a peak of nipple the further up you go the more naked we get for you but not like literally yeah shall we um (laughs) wrap this up all right cool um see you next week we're not going to talk until we next record okay yeah cool let me normally love you bye (laughs) love you bye (laughs) thanks bye sucking a popcorn yes you didn't want to hear me eat and i'm starving so i sucked it so i didn't have to bite it